Hey, this is Jordan Gibson, artist of Batman The Adventures Continue, and you're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam, streaming at dcaureview.com and on your favorite podcast app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome, everyone, to another bonus episode of the DCAU Review. And with me, as he always is, is Cal. Cal, it's a new month, and that means another issue of Batman The Adventures Continue. Season 3 is here and is upon us. Crack Up Part 2. We got a lot to get into today. That is correct, Liam. It is a uh, it's another month. We are uh, picking up where we left off with our cliffhanger from last month. Batman literally falling out a window. And, uh, <laughs> you know, wh- what will happen to the Dark Knight this week? Will we get the reveal of just who this mysterious assailant is? If you remember last month, uh, we both uh, took uh, a friendly wager as to who the identity of this mysterious assassin was and uh, whether or not they would be revealed as uh, who we thought it was this week, or perhaps they would try and swerve us. And uh, one of us is correct, and one of us is not. So we will get into that a little bit here as we tackle into to our entire plot for this week's issue, which, of course, was uh, written, as a, each and every issue is, by the great tag team duo of Paul Dini and Alan Burnett, and of course, on pencils, the great Ty Templeton. We had Josh Reed as our letterer and best friend of the program, Monica Gubina, as the returning colorist, as she's done each and every issue thus far. That's right, Cal. And uh, before we get into our thoughts on the on the plot of the issue, as well as a little bit of a breakdown of some of our favorite uh, art from the issue, we actually has as has been a trend a little bit this season. We uh, we have a special guest to throw to with a little bit of an interview here with Monica Cabina, the colorist of this very comic, the colorist for every issue of Batman: The Adventures Continue to date. Uh, a longtime friend of the show, excited to have her back on and get her thoughts not only on this particular issue, but as well as uh, all of the various artists that she's gotten to work with uh, on this season and in past seasons. So uh, without any further ado, let's throw it to ourselves as review, Monica. Thanks, us, from a couple of days ago. Here We are here, as mentioned, with the colorist on Batman, The Adventures Continue, Monica Cabina, best friend of the show. Monica, welcome back, and thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Great to be on. Absolutely. So we can uh, we can jump right here with our, our first question. So 
we'll just say this, not to humble brag, but we had known that season three was coming for quite a while before it was announced. I'm not going to reveal our sources here, but uh, like almost a year prior. So can you just talk about sort of the process of how and why it took as long as it did from sort of when the project got rolling to when we started, when we heard it announced officially and, and then eventually once we saw it on the shelves? Yeah, it. Um, we knew, we all knew it was, we're going to be in for a third season. We, mm-hmm. um, you know, looking back on it, I wonder now, because initially it was the first two seasons were approved. And I wonder how long did that take for that to happen? Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it was that sort of a process, because I wasn't really told, you know, I wasn't privy to what was happening in the background, you know, <laughs> um, we were just told we were going to, we're going to do a third season. We're certain it's going to be approved. We just, we're waiting for approval. So that took some time. And uh, once we started working, we weren't really given a time that we were, we were just, it just felt like we had unlimited time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was so much fun to collaborate with Jordan and just go back and forth and um, just have fun with it. And uh, I believe that it really shows in the final product where you can tell that we put a lot of time and love into that issue. Absolutely. And that was going to be kind of our, our follow-up to that question is, is, is that maybe at least so far this season, I know it's probably like picking a, a favorite child or something, but is there, one, <laughs> is there one issue from this season so far that, that stands out as maybe the one you're most proud of? You know, they, it's funny that you say that because they are like my children. They, <laughs> they all have their different characteristics that I just love so much. Love and hate. No, (laughs) (laughs) they, um, they are just, I think they all bring so much uniqueness that just, just like the, um, the animated series where you have different, um, animation studios, Mm -hmm. uh, doing different, um, episodes. I believe that it's sort of like that where you get to see different aspects of these characters, uh, with different expressions, which is pretty cool to do. Um, but with that said, I do have my favorite panels or characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I really absolutely love um, the theater scenes in, um, I think it's issue three. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those I really love. I love coloring the Joker mm-hmm. and, um, you know, working with his, with shadows on his face and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, upping the expression, you know, going more yellow with the eyes or uh, toning it down and, um, you know, just as crazed as he gets, just working with that. um, That's a lot of fun to do. I do love the hospital scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I think those are really cool. You know, just doing a little, I try to bring in something a little different with each book Mm -hmm. and, try to use some different colors and um so you know it's it's they're all so much fun to work with um of course you know jordan's work is just incredible and uh, i love the black gutters that he uses and uh, mm-hmm. um looking at the show you see where colors even if it's pastels they will fade into black mm-hmm. it's just like everything fades to black mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> almost <laughs> almost like a vignette, but um, where these characters are merging from the dark. 
And uh, that was so much fun to do because sometimes all you need is just like a sliver of a color mm -hmm. to highlight something and you don't need to, to do so much to, to um, enhance his beautiful art. So that was a lot of fun to do. And uh, I love the way he draws women. I love the way he draws uh, Montoya. Mm -hmm. and uh it's just i could just color her all day it's so much fun <laughs> and uh you know just his his batman is um you've got this you know massive powerful character but he's so um aplomb you know so so graceful yet so massive and uh just the action scenes are just incredible just a lot of fun. I mean, all of them, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's no, I, it, if the artwork is reflective of how much fun you have, I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. Like it's, it, it definitely shows in that work. And it's, it's funny that you said that about Jordan's work specifically with the, the black, when we had him on the, the show, that was one of the things he talked about with the extra time, being able to make it as authentic to to like that original yeah. dark deco animated series style on the dark paper. And it, it really showed in the collaboration that you guys did for that, that issue. It is, it is a, it is, it is beautiful. It's a beautiful yeah. artwork that, that yeah, entire. Thank you. Yeah, it, fits, it fits the story great too. Cause it's like yeah. moody kind of twist and turn crime drama with, you know, with all, with all the, the twists and turns and betrayals. So it totally fits. It feels like it stepped right out of that, like very early, like first 10 episodes of the series. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So another friend of our show, Kevin Altieri, uh, we've had him on a couple different times. We had mm -hmm. him on actually right before uh, issue one was released. So we hadn't seen his actual physical release yet, but we got to talk to him a little bit, pick his brain. And one of the things we asked him about was him working on Batman, the animated series, never having worked on the new Batman adventure style, the more streamlined, the style that the comics are in and how he, he would adapt to that. And one of the things he very clearly right off the bat, Kevin is very blunt and to the point. He was like, I draw my Batman the way I draw my Batman. It's like it's my Gordon. It's my Batman. I don't really pay attention to any of the other styles or what have you. He's like, it's my artwork. So with that and with having worked with even I would say maybe even a little bit with with Rick Burchett from uh, last season, what is it you know, what was it like working with somebody whose artwork is a little bit more abstract or not the same streamlined style as the new Batman adventure style like a Jordan or like Ty Templeton? You know, I, I think good for Kevin. I mean, that's not too many people get to do that. And um, <laughs> he's got, it's like, he's worked on the show. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, it was different, but it was also a lot of fun. And um, I did, you know, every once in a while, I'd get a voice in my head saying, oh, are the fans going to say this? I'm like, you know what, heck with it. I'm going to go with my gut. <laughs> Well, it's funny that you say that because I remember you post, I think you posted something on social media or like, hey, is this, does, how do you guys feel about this? Does this look okay? Yeah. And, that, and it never dawned on me that like the way that you actually, like the coloring process is going to look different than a, like a flatter streamlined character. And Kevin's is more sort of more based in a realistic 3D yeah. style. So the coloration of that has to accentuate and work better, I assume, with his art style so that it doesn't, mm. to bring out the best parts of his artwork, I guess. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I did, I did have a lot of fun with it because we got to see in that issue, we got to see the vulnerable side of Batman, which was mm -hmm. really cool. And um, so he adds, you know, before his uh, issue, all the other Batmans, you just have the eyes and then you have the mouth where you have, we, you don't have a whole lot to work with on expressions. You have mm -hmm. like a tilt of the head or, you know, a lot of that is done in the artwork. It's not, I can't really bring all that much to it with the colors um, besides, you know, shadows. Mm -hmm. um, but with his um, characters, they were much more, um, just so much more, so many more sides to them. And mm -hmm. uh, you got the vulnerable side and the, you know, just the different emotions of Harley and um, Batman. So that was really cool to do. And um, just to get to do something a little different. So, um, yeah. And for me, it wasn't really a challenge because, I mean, I've I've worked with, you know, I, I worked on SpongeBob for seven years. You know, <laughs> it's like I've, I've done anime and uh, just you know, just the whole gamut of uh, different styles. So for me, it's fun to be mm -hmm. able to do something different and um, and show a, a different side of somebody with the colors. That's awesome. I had no idea you worked on SpongeBob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's super awesome. I think between that and DC Superhero Girls, you're like a legend of two. <laughs> To uh, to like our niece, for instance, like <laughs> I actually started uh, coloring for Marvel, and uh, uh, funny enough, I started just doing covers mm -hmm. for like for uh, quite a few years, actually about a decade. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, it's funny, and, and that's another thing is that I'm I'm thrilled that I got to do uh, I got to color Kevin's cover, which was really cool to work with, mm -hmm. you know. To work on and um and just to bring a little more texture to you know to do something a little different from uh, what i'd been working on absolutely mm -hmm. i love that all right so we talked about working with kevin mm -hmm. what was it like reuniting both with jordan and ty uh obviously uh with ty having having his health issues being forced to kind of take a step back for last season. Um, but, but obviously Jordan filling in for him for that first issue last season, coming back, you talked a little bit about working with him and his art style and how much he loved it for the one issue, but what's it like reuniting with Ty? Is it like, you know, getting oh, back, riding a oh bicycle my God. again or what? It was, I mean, it's like, he didn't even miss a beat. He just jumped right in and, <laughs> uh, and it was just, I, it was just so overwhelming because he was I mean we started this together and it was kind of like reuniting our bat family. Mm -hmm. It was like I I'm just so so happy that he was able to beat his illness and to be back and continue what finish what he had started. It's just I'm so happy for him to be able to do that. And uh yeah I just always they're they're both um extraordinary talents and um it's uh, always just an honor to color their work. It's um, yeah. Love them both. They're both personally and, you know, having to color their work. It's just, they're incredible human beings. 
Absolutely. It's funny. Yeah. We, we've been trying to get Ty on the program. Obviously he's very busy just as you are. Uh, but he, he messaged us last week and he, he said, yeah, I guess I, I guess I'm kind of, or last month when the first issue dropped that he, that he came back to, he's like, yeah, I guess I can, I can draw a little bit still. I was like, I don't think <laughs> uh... you missed it like it, you would not know unless, uh, unless it had been so public, I don't think anyone would have guessed, uh, you know, no. that you had been, been receiving uh treatment for the last year plus or whatever it's been so yeah it it feels like i mean it for us to, in our observation and even in our reviews we talked about it. it's like oh the dynamic duo is back again there you know <laughs> monica and ty it's like nothing ever happened you know there was no breaks breaks at all it's uh it looked like a seamless transition back into into working together yeah definitely definitely was speaking of ty uh wb did kind of a, a drop of some limited different limited edition uh, prints and merchandise featuring art that you and Ty kind of collaborated on to uh, celebrate the 30th anniversary of Batman. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about how, what went into that process? And then also just what it kind of feels like to have you and you and Ty's work help celebrate such a, you know, an iconic series and an iconic character. Yeah. It was like the cherry on top of, of everything that I've been working on so far. It was like mm -hmm. the seal of approval that that I got to cross over to Vitaz. You know, <laughs> it's uh, you know, when I received the three pieces and I was told that okay, this is like uh for merchandise use and uh, um I emailed Ty's I, I emailed Ty and uh, I received an email back from his wife telling me that he was in the hospital. Ooh. And um it just was this really, I just felt so emotional reading mm -hmm. this email because she told me that uh, Ty absolutely loves your work. He always goes on and on about how great your work is and uh, he trusts you. Mm. And, and he said, you know, just go with it. Just do whatever you want. I, I know that mm -hmm. you'll do great. And um, it's, I always, you know, I, I get messages back from Ty and he's always, you know, so, you know, always complimenting my work and so kind, but just to hear that from his wife, that he wow. said that was just incredible. And um, so what I did was I colored the three pieces and um, the Neil Adams tribute one was mm -hmm. a little cooler. I based it a little more off of the original and um I got an email back saying to kind of like tie the three together just so they they're like sort of like as one mm -hmm. and uh you know the the noir one the modern one and the uh the neil adams tribute so i did that i uh warmed it up a little bit and uh just to get them the three to be a little more you know similar mm -hmm. so yeah that's just an incredible honor to to have gotten to do that and we and saw you just, got it. You got somebody bought you like the blanket. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, that's that's pretty awesome. <laughs> it is amazing. I can't believe that. Yeah, because I was like, should I? I'm like, it's a lot of money. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but it's, but cool. it's so cool. Yeah, it's yeah. on pins. It was on. It's on blankets. Yeah limited edition prints also like it was they should have comped you i'm gonna be honest like i know you <laughs> will say that for you like <laughs> well you know i'll say this it's the most i've ever been paid for a project so oh, okay. so okay. yeah at least they and, took care of you there all right yeah they totally took care of me there <laughs> i love that for you that's great yeah 
All right. Fed. So we got a fun question for you now. Uh-huh. Uh, fun question is, so you've worked with these artists and you've said nothing but amazing things about them. And this is not to take away from them. But if you had the opportunity to work with one artist uh, on a project, we'll say it's a Batman project. It doesn't have to be animated series, but a Batman project, uh, living or dead, uh, that you have not had the opportunity to do so before, who would it be? Okay, and I'm going to base this on everyone that I've worked with. I've already gotten to work with them, so I can't mention. Right. <laughs> right. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say Bruce Tim. I mean, that, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Why not? Right. <laughs> Shoot for the stars. Right. right. That's. A, I mean, that's a that's a shut up and take our money from us on, on right. that idea. <laughs> I, yeah, I just feel like I could learn so much and uh, it it's just I just absolutely love his work. I mean, obviously, but sure. yeah. but yeah, well, hopefully maybe with the new, uh, you know, Batman Cape Crusader project they have coming out, maybe they'll do like a tie in comic for that. Maybe they get Bruce to do some artwork. Maybe they call somebody that's familiar with his style, you know, bada bing, bada boom. That would be cool. We'll put in a call for you. and we'll right. Yeah. Yeah, putting you know, it out into the universe. Exactly. Here. You know, I actually feel like that's what happened with uh with uh the adventures continue. I think I I was always talking about Vitas all the time that it just it just happened. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've been telling Jordan the same thing. We're like, listen, we're just gonna push it out there. We're just gonna be tweeting, we'll tweet it all the time, like get this guy on a project, whatever it is, something animated series related. Yeah, we'll, we'll start pu- pushing that for you. Like Work. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Get Bruce to work with Monica. Get Bruce to work with Monica. That's, That's awesome. right. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, lastly, uh, uh, just any any upcoming projects other than outside of BTAC that uh, that you want to talk about or can talk about yet? No, uh, I'm actually not accepting any any projects right now. I just, I mean, this has just been my dream project, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm not. I just want to put in my 100% into this. And I mean, if there's anything else that comes up that's Batman related, I would totally jump on, but it's um, I'm uh, yeah, not taking anything else until this uh, series is done. There we go. Well, that's awesome. Well, we're hoping and we're not asking for confirmation, but we're hoping for many, many more seasons of this comic. So hopefully you'll be busy for ever. Yeah, I would totally. (laughs) Yeah, anything um, uh, Paul and Alan want to do, I will go with them. <laughs> Sounds like based on some interviews that I've read of theirs, uh, they're they're interested in doing more. So, uh, oh, that would be great. We'll say we'll see. Yes. Once again, just putting it out into the universe. Right? Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Monica, for joining us. Um, you know, it's, it's been a whirlwind time here. We've had a lot of fun chatting about this. Uh, we definitely, by the way, are interested in having you on for a full review at some point in the future. We are uh, we are looking into our we'll 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 plan a little bit better. We'll get you when you're <laughs> out of out of BTAC season. OK, so come on <laughs> for an good. episode or when and when construction is finished, you know, uh, yes, when your life is a little bit more uh, able to fit in sitting with two guys to talk about uh, an old Batman episode for now. Oh, <laughs> any time, any day. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it. Can you uh, tell our fine listeners at home just where they can find your artwork and follow you on on the social medias? 
I'm on Instagram. I think it's Monica.Cabina, oh, right? Yeah, it is. It is Monica.Cabina. <laughs> and uh, my Twitter is Monica Cabina, I believe. I think that's at whatever <laughs> at twitter.com. No. <laughs> and I can't wait. I actually, I can't wait to hear your review of this issue. So thank you. Yeah. Much appreciated. Well, thank you for being with us, Monica. Thank you, Monica. Appreciate it. Thanks for taking time out of your day. And uh, we look forward to hopefully not only the rest of the Batman and the Adventures continue season three, but also talking to you again in the not too distant future. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Thanks, Monica. Right. Bye bye. So thanks again to Monica for making that time for us. And without any further ado, Cal, let's talk about this month's issue batman the adventures continue season three issue four and uh, as mentioned cal we start off we'll start off talking about the uh, the story the plot of the issue uh, we pick up literally right where we left off with leaning out of a window having been shot at by this mystery woman in a red hood not that one <laughs> and, uh, and uh, as she escapes and batman goes flying out of the window he's able to grapple to safety while remarking that he's uh, he's a bit fortunate that she chose to use uh, rubber bullets and we see her fly away on her on her own little sort of makeshift gliding so we have uh, we have this sort of continued mystery on our hands as as batman is safe for now but the uh, the mystery is still afoot and uh, from there we get to really we get to this kind of just a couple of pages of uh, of this is like the this this issue gets a little heavy so i feel like this is like the little uh the little icebreaker, the little palate cleanser. We get a few pages of a of a girls' night out mm-hmm. with Harley, Baby Doll, Roxy Rocket, and March Harriet, Harriet. and March Harriet. I uh, think all Paul Dini creations, right? If I'm I not believe mistaken, so. yes. it's a table. It's a table of all of Paul Dini's femme fatales. That's right, and we do get a little bit of follow up to a a previous issue of uh, of this season, uh, issue two, where we find out that. Uh, while uh, Harley and Ivy were kind of on the rocks for a little bit, they've smoothed things over. Though, uh, though Ivy does not join them at the uh, at their at their dinner tonight, but uh, the dinner is quickly interrupted by Amanda Waller, who, though she acknowledges that Harley has uh, has served her time and is not currently uh, on the Task Force X roster due to Joker's involvement, uh, uh, Amanda Waller is kind of attempting to draft her back into this. Uh, task force suicide squad yep and she's going to do so by hook or by crook of course because amanda waller there is no honor amongst government agencies shadowy (laughs) government agencies i guess but uh yes amanda is uh is interested only in in uh recruiting harley and will do it any by any means possible so uh she once harley turns her down and says she's got better things to do uh you know, Amanda decides she's going to take away all her friends. So uh, she immediately insists that uh, the rest of the team take the aforementioned Rocky Roxy rocket baby doll and March Harriet. uh, And they're going to, to make them members of task force X minus March Harriet. who (laughs) She said she's going to deport. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, too funny. So we get a little bit of hijinks that occurs that includes Katana slicing off uh, March Harriet's ears, not her actual ears, just her, her, uh, like whatever her powered electronic elect 
electricity ears are. <laughs> Don't Her know. rabbit ears. Yes, those rabbit ears are sliced off. We also get a, a funny little bit with baby doll interacting with king shark she kicks his teeth out uh preventing him from eating her and then uh right as though it seems that uh amanda waller is preparing the bombs to be inserted into the necks of her uh unwilling volunteers uh, she harley volunteers as tribute and says that she's willing to go ahead and uh, and and help her, but only because uh, Amanda Waller re- uh, reveals that she has taken Poison Ivy captive. And uh, based on that, Harley decides that she'll go ahead and, and follow through with the dirty work, but threatens to kill Waller should anything happen to any of her friends. So that is uh, sort of the cliffhanger that we have with Task Force X for the issue. But that cuts us. To Straight Man, who, if you recall, we last left, he was going through these various different issues where he was having flashbacks to his time in the military and very confused about what his role is and, you know, who who he is, what he did in the past and and what his role is as uh, the Joker's sort of sidekick. And they are uh, he he wakes up mid uh, exploration of this government facility as he and the Joker have uh, have broken in and they are reuniting with an old friend as we see Dr. Hugo Strange, old friend to both of our villains, as Joker makes sure to bring up their last interaction, which of course took place on the, the strange secret of Bruce Wayne. Uh, mm-hmm. The Batman the Animated Series episode, the Joker does a callback to that episode mentioning that uh, he he's uh, he's almost forgiven him for trying to to convince him that Bruce Wayne was Batman and reiterates what a dumb gag that it was, which was, I, I chuckled <laughs> at that. That was a good line. And uh, it, with Hugo Strange is uh, is his, uh, his assistant Gretchen, who was also there present in the flashback, if you recall, when straight man was volunteered for this, uh, this super soldier type experiment, mm-hmm. a superior soldier, maybe type mm-hmm. experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, that originally gave him this, these powers. So uh, as the Joker sort of interacts and uh, talks with, uh, with Hugo strange, he reveals that he's there because uh, he recognizes that whatever these flashbacks that straight man is having are kind of impeding the Joker's plans. And he needs him to get a, what he calls a brain blast to sort of wipe those memories out. So he mentions the happy helmet and uh, continues to continues to threaten uh, Strange, and Strange does not relent. But then, once he threatens to break the neck of uh, of of his assistant, uh, he sort of relents at that point, or is about to relent. But we get a uh, inter- interruption from the Colonel Haslett, who we also meant in last issue. That was uh, that was the. Uh, soldier captain finley's superior in their time in afghanistan and uh also your number one suspect for just who the red hooded assailant might be as we uh, as we mentioned last week but uh, she is there to sort of break things up she uh, she gives the joker a a right cross that uh, really sends him flying a little bit and 
Uh, Hugo Strange is demanding that she assist uh, helping them. There's a bit of a fisticuffs attempt that she tries to engage with straight man, but he pulls an incredible Hulk and runs right through a wall, <laughs> running far away. Kool-Aid man. <laughs> that too, yes. Kool-Aid man also fits for that. Uh, right through the wall. And uh, the Joker also makes his escape, saying he's done with straight man at this point, but uh, he also needs to escape the government facility. And uh, we cut back to uh, Batman recovering on the uh, the medical table from those aforementioned rubber bullets with uh, with Tim Drake making an appearance as well. Yeah, our first uh, our first Robin, uh, or at least full full Robin appearance of the season. As uh, as Tim and Bruce are sort of discussing uh, his injuries after that uh, that uh, encounter with the mysterious woman, and as as they discuss uh, the uh, the encounter, Bruce notes that not only did she hit him with rubber bullets, but he also had a brief sort of physical encounter with her and felt that she was uh, she was wearing some sort of armor that made her as strong as ten men. And uh, as uh, as he's going on to sort of explain that apparently that he he sort of traced this to a a prototype battle suit developed by Wayne Tech and the military, mm-hmm. which uh, makes its uh, which makes its wear stronger, more agile, resistant, additional weapon attacks, and uh, maybe even that it'll allow the user to fly. Hmm. hmm. Very interesting. Yes, and uh, and when Rob, <laughs> I was gonna say, sounds a little bit familiar, and uh, and when Robin, uh, when Robin asks when we might see these upgraded bat suits in action, uh, Bruce Wayne responds with the ever elusive years from now. I wish he had then said whenever now is, because that would have really tied <laughs> tied this very on the nose reference to uh, <laughs> together. But yes, it is a cheeky little Batman Beyond reference there. Which I did see some folks talking about that they they uh, they questioned the idea of of Wayne Tech working with the military on this because mm-hmm. uh, in previous episodes uh, I believe in World's Finest for instance Bruce had no interest in uh, in developing weapons for the military I guess this isn't technically a weapon this is theoretically armor but uh, you know that's I think that's a fair it's a fair uh, critique because while this, any it- future. Does this contradict the the Batman Beyond miniseries issue number one, where he also sort of used a prototype version of the armor? Do we know? Yeah, I would. I mean, I would say so in the sense of like. If if he's just using like a Wayne Tech military prototype, a lot of people would and he's just running around with this big giant thing on his shoulder mm-hmm. i think that is that there would certainly be i would think that would browse unless unless the 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 point we don't really ever see i don't there's not really an episode where the military gets called in in batman beyond that i can remember so um or at least not that we see i think they're mentioned in in a few but but so i don't know maybe it's just like maybe these suits are like uh you know commonplace and there's a million copycats, so it's not so traceable by the time uh, by the time he actually builds suit. But yeah, I do think there's a, there's you know I don't I don't really mind with them playing fast and loose with the the quote unquote future of the DCAU because as we've talked about this this series was sort of designed you know narratively to be a what if we did another season of the new Batman adventures. Mm-hmm. So I'm not uh, I'm not really expecting anyone to be holding to you know what quote unquote 
after this right in continuity but i think it i think it also there might be some some questionable things about bruce working or developing the batman beyond suit in partnership with the with the military in light of uh, a few episodes where he kind of expresses uh no interest in in selling off his uh his uh his products for uh to make to make weapons or to make war yeah i'd say that that's pretty, one. pretty good contradictory yeah, I would agree. So I think I just wanted to, I saw, saw some folks talking about that on Twitter this week. Uh, Maddie from Watchtower Database and uh, uh, at DCAU Resource was also talking about it. So I just wanted to shout that out because I do think it was a, a, a uh, worthwhile critique to throw out there uh, beyond just the annoying, well, this doesn't fit because like if we spent all about what doesn't fit with Justice League and Batman Beyond, that would be like it's an entire whole episode and that's not really <laughs> what we're here to do. So, Precisely. <laughs> so yes, that, as as uh, as they're going over this suit, uh, they mentioned that the last person to visit the test site before this experimental suit had been stolen was none other than this mysterious Colonel Hazlitt, who was also the last woman to be a part of this super soldier program. So uh, Bruce and uh, Bruce and Tim and then we actually see a little bit of Barbara Gordon here as they all seemingly uh zero in on this uh on this colonel hazlitt who is now the number one suspect for uh for who is our mysterious hooded woman yes but uh she won't stay the number one suspect for long despite the continued red herrings throughout we see her lifting a lot of weight i think batman says it's over 400 pounds uh, she's there bench pressing as batman walks in and uh they have a a bit of a uh a discussion uh, you know, about straight man's whereabouts and, um, you know, she she's none too happy to see Batman trespassing on government grounds, threatens him. And, uh, you know, he immediately is is confrontational with her, confronts her to, and asks her if she's wearing the suit. She uh, she demands he takes his hand off and Hugo Strange uh, interrupts them. And uh, Batman is none su- n- not too surprised to see him as he mentioned that mentions that he was there were rumors that Hugo Strange would be there, but uh, you know he he's very very quickly they have a verbal spat between the two of them, and uh, uh, they they discuss the Joker's ultimate plan and that he's there and he will get whatever he wants regardless of who uh, who holds the key to it and uh, so we uh, we then kind of get get the reveal of of exactly what it is that they were after a little bit later on we see a straight man he's in the park he has an interaction with a couple of people that were trying to uh to take advantage of him while he was sleeping he punches them out knocks them out with little to no effort at all and uh escapes so we see that he's he's on the run and uh it's reported that the the thugs that were shaken up uh, are all but confirmed that uh, the straight man is indeed they're still out there running around and uh i love the little the conversation that that tim and and and, uh bruce are having in the cars as batman and robin as they discuss uh where the whereabouts of straight man and uh, Tim just asks, like, why can't uh, why can't they ever go to someplace fun like the beach? Why is it always like <laughs> the slums? But uh, it's pretty funny. But uh, Barbara discovers during this time, very much embracing the role of the Oracle type character for this season as she's on a headset talking to Batman, mentioning that she can actually interface with the stolen suit. What, what a, how convenient, you know, you can just interface <laughs> 
with, which is like mm-hmm. I feel like a, a 90s hacking movie term. I was going to say uh, it's very generic terms of like, yes, we hacked it. We interfaced with it. Yes, it is a uh, it's an old standby. If you're if you're looking for some sort of techno technological mumbo jumbo, just we interfaced with it. Uh, but to, because it, they can interface with it, they were able to track the whereabouts of where the suit is. And it's headed to the carnival, which is one of the Joker's old hideouts. And uh, while the Joker isn't going to be there, Batman is sure that they will be able to get there in time to meet their red hooded assailant. Uh, and uh uh, there's a brief fisticuffs where Robin, unfortunately, is taken out quite easily with some hidden weapons. We see a bola shoot out, uh, which I think that's pretty on on brand for Batman Beyond, right? He kind of has one of those rope things shoot out of his wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that 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 continuity wise fits, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But uh, after a brief scuffle, uh, we learn not only can Barbara interface with the suit, but uh, the old fail safe button which Mm -hmm. is a nice call forward to the Batman Beyond kill switch button. Uh, She's able to use that, which shuts the suit down, freezing her. And uh, we get the reveal of of just who this red hooded assailant is. And it's none other than Gretchen Galway, who is the, uh, if you don't recognize the name, it's the aforementioned assistant to Dr. Hugo Strange that was uh, present at the time of the initial experiment and then later on here in the uh, in this issue uh, when when the Joker broke in uh, sort of put up a fight against the Joker but uh, she's uh, she's ex-military and a former medic we learn uh, besides being Strange's right hand so Batman sort of does the old why, you know, to try and get the, uh, the why behind why she's involved with this. And we learn that um, mm-hmm. she is emotionally attached uh, to him. And uh, she developed a crush on him as, uh, as he was going through uh, him being straight man was going through the uh, initial training and the enhancements uh, that they were doing. And uh, she, was fond of his ability to be stoic in the face of danger. And, but uh, unfortunately they revealed that the final step of the program that was not really above board and that she was not mm-hmm. on board with was this cyber helmet, which Psy is spelled P S I dash B E R cyber helmet. And uh, this was Dr. Strange's doing, this is where he comes into the bit. And uh, this apparently was supposed to increase their brain power uh, in the same way that the drugs that they were taking uh, augmented strength. But in fact, it was a lie. It was just a brainwashing device that was it's basically the the uh, the scene in Zoolander where uh, he <laughs> trains Zoolander to go kill the prime minister of whatever country it is. And mm-hmm. uh, it's it's that we get that happening to these poor super soldiers as they are. They are designed and uh, and conditioned to want to kill the prime ministers of various different enemy countries. And, um, you know, she was not on board with this and did her best to to try and sabotage it. Uh, but uh, and she kind of never let it go that uh, it, and it was she was willing to kind of put her career on the line in order to prevent any further conditioning from happening. But uh, when she went to put a stop to it, the Joker had beat her to the punch, so to speak. And uh, we get a pretty gruesome scene with the Joker uh, having killed a lot of people uh, in order to to take over the the conditioning process. And 
he does the conditioning process that the uh, the Joker is known to do and drives him mad. And uh, that's kind of our reveal for for just our, our secret assassins motivations for the issue. That's right. Yeah, it's a pretty uh, fun sequence we'll talk about there. And they mention, uh, as you mentioned, she talks about this helmet and and Batman asks where the helmet is now. And it's uh, it's apparently being moved to a, a secret location. And we see a lot of armed thugs guarding the helmet and uh, them talking to Hugo Strange on a on like a video monitor. But then uh, all of a sudden the soldiers begin to, uh, to giggle and we see some gas filling the filling the back as we realize that uh, whoever was driving originally has been replaced and the Joker is uh, is the one taking taking over this vehicle and he's got the helmet as we wrap up our second part of this crack up storyline here. So uh, overall, we kind of already talked about some of the things we you know maybe didn't like as much as far as continuity uh, bugaboos in the, uh, earlier in the episode. But uh, uh, overall, I think this is a, this is definitely an intriguing second part here. I, I, well, I think Joker killed all the generals. Mm-hmm. There's, as you mentioned, there's a sequence where he's, where they're, sh- they're trying to like get the, get these, all of these super soldiers to listen to only like this, select group of uh, specific generals but speaking of like fan service and call call forwards like what a time as mentioned you could have put general hardcastle in there you could have put general eiling in there they chose not to Mm -hmm. so but again maybe the argument is that it looked like we see those we see some of those guys going into the room with uh with where the uh, where straight man's uh, treatment is going on, and then we walk in and we see them dead on the floor. So maybe the thought was, well, we can't put them in for cameos because they have to live. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, but yes, uh, I think it's a uh, it's a pretty interesting second chapter here. There's a little bit of uh, perhaps you know commentary about how the you know the military industrial complex can, you know, pull in well-meaning soldiers as we saw in the last issue and continued in this issue who are kind of told one thing about what they're doing. And then once they actually get into the, uh, get into the nitty gritty of it, realize that they've kind of uh, maybe to, in their point of view, have been and sold a bill of goods and, and have kind of being used by this, uh, by this program. So like, there's some fun parts, as you mentioned, there's some fun callbacks with Joker and strange getting to interact and then, uh, and all of that. So like, there's, there's some fun stuff here. I'm still, I'm still enthralled even as we've begun to kind of solve the mystery and I guess set up uh, part three next month, which we got a lot, we got a lot of things to, uh, to wrap up if this is indeed only a three part or as, as has been indicated. So we got, we got to resolve whatever's going to happen with straight man. You got to resolve Strange, Joker, the Suicide Squad, and then, you know, Batman and Robin on the trail as well. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of setup for what is going to be, I guess, a very packed final chapter next month. Yeah. Um, and I guess you don't, there's, I don't know how, yeah, I don't know. We have four, what, four more issues after that that have been announced. Mm-hmm. So I, obviously they, this is part two of three. So you figure they're going to wrap up some of the major points, but maybe they'll, some of the other things will bleed into the the next issues or so. But I, yeah, feels like next week we're headed to this, this big culmination, what the Joker is going to do with the helmet. Um, you know, is he, is he going to try and find straight man and, and turn it on, you know, turn it up and 
cause him to kill the prime minister of Malaysia or <laughs> what is what is his ultimate goal with this? Uh, or or is he going to do like the the Riddler from Batman Forever thing where he like puts it on his head and has an amplifier mm-hmm. where he can make all of Gotham fall to him or who knows? Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what this device in the hands of the clown prince of crime uh, is, what his plan is for it. So, yeah, we can get into baseless speculation later on. But, yeah, it's a fun issue. I think it's a good it's a good, you know, meat of the proverbial sandwich, I guess you get uh, you get a lot of action in this, a lot of fighting, um, you know, between the the Joker showing up in the in the government facility, the initial uh, and, and having his kind of breakdown with uh with uh hugo and and the assistant and then batman fighting this uh, the colonel and then we get uh straight man fighting the random thugs on the street and we get a lot of a lot of fighting in this issue so it's a it's a lot to chew on uh, there's a lot of dialogue in it too though as we get the f- further parts of this backstory of this thing and um, what do you think of the uh, the swerve of not having the colonel, but having uh, Hugo Strange's assistant be the, this masked assailant? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we talked about it last month. It was so heavy handed in that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to your credit, Cal, you kind of called out that, well, then it's it's probably got to be somebody else. Right. Um, and uh, and I, I was but I was just thinking like, well, what other characters are there that fit the, fit the bill in this story? Right. But I had. I had forgotten this. Yeah, this is a very like, and I say this as a compliment, not as a diss, but it's very much like your, uh, your, your law and order type procedurals, right? Where it's like, they want you to think it's this person for like the first 35 minutes of the episode. But then in the last 10 minutes, it turns out, oh, it's that one uh, other person that we interviewed and seemed very kind of innocuous and, and just had like one telltale line that was kind of a throwaway line at the time that you realize is the the whole linchpin to the mystery but yes we so it kind of we took it we took the hard right term to got the swerve i liked it i thought it was it was an interesting twist because like we said it just felt so obvious that it was uh that it was colonel hazlitt so the fact that it was uh it was this other character gretchen instead i think is uh it's a fun little twist to the story and um and yeah it sets up like i said it just sets up a an interesting final final act here with with we have Gretchen we have uh, we have we have Batman and Robin we have we have this we have Task Force X going after going after Joker and Straight Man I do wonder and this is where I guess we can get into a little bit of my my base of speculation there's there's some kind of about how she's curious as to how the Joker got in mm-hmm. to the uh, the facility the first time mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe Strange and Joker aren't actually in on this together possibly or my baseless speculation mm-hmm. could be that amanda waller let him in because it's part mm-hmm. of a a larger plan of you know I, I don't know exploiting or using the task force x and the helmet for another another purpose i i you know getting it out Did of the army, army's hand to put it into into cadmus's hands instead I, you know hard hey, to you wouldn't even have to put bombs in necks if you uh you if, know if, if uh i got a hold of that helmet you know i i think i think we're on to something here kill the prime minister right. of malaysia <laughs> uh indeed oh wonderful but yes that's uh that'll that'll take care of our, our speculation for this month but we do of course before we get out here cal we will just briefly touch on the art 
Uh, once again, of course, this month, the, uh, the art uh, inks and pencils by Ty Templeton and colors by Monica Cabina, uh, letterer uh, Josh Reed. And of course, this month's cover is done by uh, Jorge Corona, who I believe did, uh, did a cover for uh, season two as well. But so. uh, yeah, I'll mention that I'll mention the cover first off, since that's where that's where the issue starts. A really, really neat. It's, it's not really done in the, the DCAU style, but just this sort of stream of consciousness where we're looking at straight man and we just see all of these faces sort of covered in this sort of green glow behind him as he's just clearly under a lot of stress. And then we see just the little bit of the stars and stripes flowing behind mm-hmm. him. I think mm-hmm. it's a really, uh, almost looks like, yeah, it could be like a, a horror comic or something with uh, with that, with the look of how kind of, how kind of distorted everyone is on the cover. Very, very, very cool. But yeah. Uh, what's uh, what stood out to you as far as the interior art for this month? I love uh, I love that we do pick right up from where we were. The final panel in the last issue is Batman falling out mm-hmm. of the window. And the very next or the very first panel of this issue is Batman falling out of the window. It's just that from a different different point of view. So I, I liked that. I liked now that we know that the the suit that the assassin, the mysterious assassin was wearing uh, is the Batman Beyond prototype for this. Uh, mm-hmm. It makes me look at that a little bit differently. You, you appreciate the, the wing shape, uh, the way that they are flying in the suit, the different things. It's like, oh, OK, that's cool. I, I like like now that you can kind of you can see the the bones of of the suit. It makes sense. Um, so Mr. Templeton did a good job of of drawing the the uh, proverbial DNA into the into the suit without it looking like a one for one. This is the this is the Batman Beyond suit. Uh, so I think I think you can appreciate mm-hmm. that a lot. I will say there is a <laughs> you and I were talking about this before we started recording there. Not as many uh, not as many Easter eggs that I could find. Uh, if you found a bunch, tweet them at DCAU review or comment on our post or send them in our DMs. If you if you find any that we miss. But uh, the the sign for the Sunshine Hotel uh, in the first first or second panel there on the mm-hmm. first page. It looks a little bit like is it Rick or Morty? I assume it's Morty, it's right? Rick. <laughs> okay, I yeah, I don't Rick, watch yeah, Rick, Rick, and, Rick. I don't watch Rick and Morty, so I don't know. But it looks like the main character from Rick and Morty. <laughs> Are you even a thir- a thirty something year old man child who, if you don't watch Rick and Morty, I mean, we do do this show, so I guess yes, still. But yes, I am, but but. <laughs> But, but not in that particular flavor. <laughs> I, I don't think Pickle Rick is funny, if that's what you're asking. I didn't I kid? I I've watched. I'm not knocking anybody who likes the show. I just I just realized that might come off as as condescending, condescending <laughs> no, to our core no, audience. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, it's, 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 I am I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of the writer that was uh, Dan Harmon, not as a person, but as a writer. Uh, mm-hmm. So I like the show. Don't please don't yell at me. Um, <laughs> don't tweet mean things at us. But also, but also I don't report the, any bad things he or anyone else associated with the show do. So don't yell at me for that either. Right. We're neutral. All right. Back. To- <laughs> please. We're, we're, we're just neutral over here. We're, uh, we're just, uh, we're just poor podcasters. Trying to make we're just innocent. Men. That's right. Precisely. Uh, but yeah, I, as far as the, the rest of the issue, it really feels like, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. We, we had a brief interaction with Mr. Templeton where uh, he was saying that uh, he was kind of sliding back into things and getting back to normal. Of course, we've mentioned his 
a successful defeat of cancer, uh, you know, getting back in the saddle. I can't Mm -hmm. imagine going through that uh, and and then just going about a normal life, let alone then coming back from that and uh, and drawing cartoons at the same level that uh, that you were drawing them prior to that. And I I'd say it's I don't I don't notice a drop off in, in quality for Mr. Templeton's work. It's it's uh, it's really, really strong. The faces, uh, you know, I, I don't know how, but it feels like these things get more and more uh, true to the cartoon. Like as the years go on, it just it mm-hmm. just feels like you're watching stills from a from an episode of a of a cartoon. So. Uh, we talk about it every week. It's what we're every month. It's what brings it and makes this feel like whether it's actually in the universe or not, or canon or whatever, it's what makes it feel mm-hmm. like it's a part of it uh, <laughs> based on how it looks. So, um, the, you know, lots of good shots of expressive faces and the Joker making goofy faces and laughing. And um, I really did like the scene with, uh, with Tim and Bruce in the bat cave. Also, I thought that that was as not only as they're reviewing the, the specs of the suit, but uh, Bruce, Bruce on the table, Alfred taping him up uh, just feels like a, a scene out of one of the new Batman adventures episodes. Um, um, the cameos from all the, the Deanie girls. I enjoyed that. Also Roxy mm-hmm. rocket is a, is a favorite of mine. So her showing up is, is pretty cool. It would be nice to see uh, a little bit more of her. If, if they can find a, a role for her in, in a later issue, that would be great. But uh, yeah, I think, I think the, the fight scenes are pretty intense and I, I think, but uh, not as intense as the uh, the scene of the flashback of the, the soldiers being conditioned is uh, pretty haunting. It's uh, pretty disturbing as it, it's <laughs> yes. intended to be. You know, it's it's conditioning, it's brainwashing, it's whatever you want to call it. But it is uh, it is not intended to be a pleasant looking experience, and it is uh, it is drawn and uh, as we'll talk about in a little bit here, colored in a way that is unnerving to say the least. But Everybody else, I think, pretty much seems uh, on model, looks strong. Uh, a great, great tag team duo uh, from our from our from our dynamic duo uh, in 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 Ty and and Monica. But uh, anything stick out to you as uh, as being really strong or really interesting? Yeah, just one minor thing. As mentioned, this is kind of our first look at at Robin this season. I feel like, and I feel like maybe this is uh, me just readjusting to. Ty's version I think for this and I, I don't know if it was an intentional thing or just kind of felt like a felt like a graduate this is said a little bit after the new Batman adventures but like he he just looks a little bit older like he's a little taller his limbs are a little bit longer like he's mm-hmm. not quite so mini as he could sometimes look in the uh, in the original animated series um, so I, I I kind of I kind of appreciated that as you know as a as an element of time passing here but yeah I think that that opening sequence, as you mentioned, where uh, where where Joker and Straight Man break in into the uh, into Strange's office, and then Strange Man kind of freaks out and and, and breaks through the wall. Strange Straight Man's in like a different suit this season too. He's I guess this is still in his like ventriloquist outfit or whatever, but he's got like right. a instead of the bl- the blue suit with the red tie, he's got like a, the the blue suit with the yellow shirt and the bow tie this year. So. Uh, I like a little we always talk about wardrobe changes on the main shows because, you know, Bruce Wayne wore a brown suit for 70 of the 85 episodes of the original animated series. So it's always always sticks out to me. But yeah, I, I like I like the sequence, as as you mentioned, of uh, of them fighting with uh, with Gretchen Galloway in, in the uh, they're in like, a, I guess, an abandoned amusement park. So using like the the 
horse from the merry-go-round and swinging that around and and then that that sequence with as uh, as barbara kind of takes over the the suit with barbara's head just kind of popping up mm-hmm. <laughs> i think is, is pretty funny too and uh, we talked about this a little bit last month but with uh, with ty templeton back on the role i feel like as as we said he does a lot more individual panels per page so you get a sequential art and so there's a little bit more going on a little bit more you know different poses and more of you see more of the action of the individual fight which i think also lends itself to it being a a tie-in comic so you you if even though it is they are still all still images at the end of the day you feel it feels a little bit more kinetic it feels a little bit more like a, the action is moving fast a little bit more, i think I appreciate that and then yeah as, as you mentioned that the the brainwashing sequences both of them i think are pretty uh pretty harrowing as as you mentioned there's sort of this the first shot where we see all of the soldiers together they're, they're all strapped in with these helmets and has this sort of like green hue over everything and then you see you get sort of this close-up of of, uh, of straight man's eyes and they're just like blood red <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and they're not blood red, sort of a, a bright, a brighter, like reddish, orangish color as he's sort of under the under the influence there. And then we cut to it later where instead of all of the faces of the generals, he's just now seeing all of the faces of just repeated faces of the Joker. It's actually pretty similar. I don't know if, uh, if Mr. Templeton perhaps took any inspiration from the uh, the Doomsday uh, sequence in Doomsday Sanction, where they're they're trying to make him hate Superman. Oh yeah, they just keep showing him Superman's, Superman's face over and over again. That's good, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I kind of thought about that as they were doing that. But yeah, that 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 individual uh, panel with the sort of strange ma- straight man yelling and with the, with the uh, you know the the things holding his eyes open and all of these different uh, uh, shots of the Joker, you know, different sides of his head, different, you know, different perspectives as they're all sort of surrounding him. And you see the, the laughter behind him and sort of the bright green background. It's really, really sort of, you know, it's about, you know, while staying in this DCAU style, it's probably some of the more uh, disturbing imagery we're likely to see. So, yeah, I think that's definitely the standout sequence for me is those, those pages where we're getting the flashback of uh, just how he was brainwashed. Yeah, I, I think also, I mean, while we're talking about it, the, the colors that Monica selected, I, I think just going through it, uh, this is a very, I think maybe we mentioned it last month too, but a very cool, like it's blue, a lot of blues, purples, uh, you know, not as much uh, in the reds, in the, in the uh, you know, the, the more stark red colors that I feel like have, have mm-hmm. been the, the main theme for a lot of the other issues. I mean, the skies are red still of Gotham, but um, the interiors of, of Harley's, whatever the restaurant that they're at is blue. We get a lot of darker blues inside the government facility kind of plays off of, um, you know, off of straight man's suit blue in the cave. Um, it's just, it's just cooler colors, um, which I appreciate, you know, everything doesn't have to always be, uh bright stark fiery red um and i think i think maybe it just sets the tone for this this Mm -hmm. uh this season's worth of of issues it's just it's a different it's a new season everything doesn't have the same feel to it we don't have the same protagonist that we had uh from from last season so uh things are looking a little bit different but the the colors that she chose for that that glowing effect that she got for that this mm-hmm. the scene of the conditioning and the it's just like a hospital blue white light 
glow. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like a hospital. It's like hospital light by way of the Matrix. Right. Like the the pre Neo getting out of the Matrix, where it just has that weird green filter on mm-hmm. on the uh, on, on the screen. If you've ever seen that movie, like it's it's yeah, it's like it's like that. But if they went to a hospital, maybe they go to a hospital. I haven't seen that movie in a while, but but I don't remember them being in a hospital. But it's yeah, it's like that that fluorescent light effect, but also with this this like coke bottle green tint to it as well it's a really really neat uh neat effect that, that monica was able to pull off there no it, it, i mean unsurprisingly uh she hit another home run i think with with pairing a lot of the decisions that she made for the coloration i think even some of the some of the shots where the the faces are a little bit more detailed like there's she brought really brought out the pen the like the pencils and the inking that um that Ty did on that final panel of the Joker in the front seat of the van with a, with a driver who's been affected by his, his laughing gas. Uh, You know, you kind of see more wrinkles Mm -hmm. and more definition in people's faces. And there's a couple other shots of like the close-ups of, uh, of, of uh, the Colonel and, and, uh, and Barbara, where you kind of get a little bit more definition, even get what looks like a little bit of maybe five o'clock shadow on Bruce's face in the bat cave and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, uh, unsurprisingly, I think from us uh, really, really strong, uh, artwork this month and uh, from from two really incredible artists. Absolutely. And the last thing I'll mention, it's funny because it's kind of covered up by uh, by two additional panels. But there's a shot when we first back to Wayne Manor and Alfred is taping up uh, taping up Bruce while while Robin is sort of sitting in the chair uh, doing running commentary on it. We also get this in the background uh, behind the two panels. We get this sort of establishing shot like you would get in the show of Wayne Manor sort of looks like just as the sun is coming up. So it's like you have the, the stately Wayne Manor with the road and the trees and everything. And then the background's just this incredibly like beautiful, like red and orange and, and yellow coloring coming up behind and how that's sort of reflecting on the, uh, on the house and on the, uh, on the, on the trees and everything. I just think like if, 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 if it's possible, if I would buy a print of just the background. <laughs> <laughs> of of that of that of that page with uh with Wayne Manor with at Wayne Manor at Twilight from uh from Monica and uh and Ty there just just absolutely breathtaking there. I love the effect of the sky too. It, it gives you that painted effect that would be mm-hmm. very yeah very brushstroke to it. Very 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 strong. Yeah, it's uh, unsurprisingly an enjoyable uh, visual cornucopia this month. <laughs> wonderful use of the word cornucopia there cal all right so we will begin to wrap up there so this is as mentioned parts two of three of this crack up story and part and and issue four of seven of this uh this this season of batman the adventures continue uh we did get a little sneak peek via dc solicit about what the next arc uh, or the next storyline will be for perhaps the last couple of issues of this it might in fact involve Raish al Ghul. Um, so it certainly could set up a, an interesting finale here. But as mentioned, Cal, we've got a lot of moving parts to to wrap up in this story that could still potentially bleed over into the, the last couple issues as well, potentially. So we got a lot to look to in these uh these last uh these last you know five, six, five, six, and seven, still a lot to do here. 
Yeah, we'll see what happens and what comes uh, comes about in uh, in these issues. You know, we there have been some solicits, I know, so we might have a, a base idea for what we're we're covering in some of these uh, upcoming issues. But Task Force X stuff is going to continue, I believe, and so we'll see some of that. You know, it'll be interesting to see Harley's uh, Harley coming head to head, whether that culminates in next month's issue with uh with the joker with task force x mm-hmm. and does that continue beyond that does the joker get away um you know be very very does the batmobile lose a wheel <laughs> so tweet us at dcau review Good. with your your baseless speculation about the batmobile's uh, ability to move <laughs> forward uh on just three wheels but yeah I, I uh i i'm interested to see what other cameos we might get from different characters those are always fun uh, and uh, really just where this overarching plot this month for the for the Joker is going, the culmination, it seems like he's got something rather large planned. So the ultimate sort of, uh, you know, paths crossing between Task Force X, the Joker and Batman will be uh, inter- interesting to see how quickly we get a resolution to that or if it will carry on forward. But uh, lots of different things at play here. Absolutely, Cal. Can't wait to check that out. And thank you for everyone who checked this episode out, uh, whether you do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or of course on the Pod Tower YouTube channel, where you can hear not only our reviews for these comics and our regular show every Saturday, you can also hear reviews from uh, the folks over at Watchtower Database, as well as Tim Talk there. Lots of great content up there. So we would appreciate if you can uh, subscribe to us on whatever your podcast app of choice is, as well as on the Pod Tower YouTube channel. That's a great free way to support our show. If you'd, uh, if you'd like to support our show more directly, you can uh, head to dcaureview.com. We have a store there. You can pick yourself up a hat or a mug or a shirt if you're so inclined, or if you'd like to uh, give us more a more direct uh, sort of bias a coffee, there is a donate button in the uh, the show notes here of whatever app you're listening. So we appreciate the folks who uh, do give us a uh, give us a little bit each month. We appreciate it as well. And uh, Cal, we got a lot to look forward to next month. And uh, and quite frankly, I'm uh, I'm excited to see where the journey takes us. We've done we did we had a little bit of baseless speculation about the who's and what's and why's but we uh, as we know the only way to find out is when we get the next issue and that means we'll be back here next month to talk with you about it absolutely can't wait it's gonna be a blast but until then i'm liam and i'm cal and we'll be back soon with another episode of the dcau review adios